The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Pickets. Your Tuesday, April 30th edition. We got a 15-game slate on tap for you. There's an eight-game turbo slate, like a four-game slate. There's a lot of ways to play this massive, massive slate. And we might not have a massive slate because Houston at Minnesota, the wind is blowing in from center field at 11 miles an hour, but a lot of rain coming in there. So that one's looking very suspect at the moment, like... I don't, if, if, if the reports that I'm looking at are accurate, I'd be surprised if they play. Pittsburgh, Texas, blowing in from right field about 18 miles an hour. There's 20% chances of rain. That one should be able to sneak in, I'd imagine. Baltimore at the White Sox, blowing in from left field about 15 miles an hour. A lot of rain. Tampa Bay at Kansas City, a lot of rain. So the central part of the U.S., uh, the Minnesota, Houston, Minnesota, Baltimore, Chicago, and Tampa Bay at Kansas City, we're talking over 80% chances of rain at the current forecast those three games do not look good we could easily have a 12 game slate by the time this is all said and done which is totally fine by me and that knocks out some aces and that makes it real interesting because that'll knock out Garrett Cole that'll knock out Blake Snell and that'll leave us with one big man we'll get to it in just a second but before that your totals Detroit at Philadelphia waiting on that one Cardinals Nationals eight Reds Mets eight Indians Marlins seven that's a nice one right there A's, Red Sox, nine and a half. Boston broke it open last night. Uh, San Diego, Atlanta, eight and a half. Rockies, Brewers, eight and a half. Astros, Twins, eight and a half. Pirates, Rangers, ten and a half. Love it. Um, Orioles, White Sox, nine. Rays, Royals, seven and a half. Yankees, D-backs, eight and a half. Doyers, Giants, seven. Blue Jays, Angels, eight and a half. Cubs, Mariners, eight and a half. So a lot of eight and a halfs and above. A handful of nines and above. You got the ten and a half over there in Texas. And then a couple low ones, you know, Tampa, Kansas City, likely to rain out. Uh, Dodgers, Giants, and Indians, Marlins. You have a couple low ones that should play just fine to target the pitching in. And I mentioned Garrett Cole, who is on the ledger at 10-2 against Minnesota. Rain. Blake Snell, 10-5 at Kansas City. Rain. I love them both. I'm not going to go too deep into them because, honestly, A, they're great. They're in great spots. B, it looks like I'd be wasting my time because... Like I said, unless the weather changes, they ain't playing that game. I'd be shocked. So we have uh, two guys left over 10K, and there's one guy we're targeting. His name is Trevor Bauer. 
You may have heard of him. $10,900 at the Miami Marlins. This is a matchup you dream about when you have pitchers, especially in season-long leagues. This man's been an electric factory, 27 or more DraftKings points in four of his six starts. He is a strikeout machine, uh, looking at seven or more Ks and all but one start. That was his last start at Houston. He pitched great, eight innings, one earned on a solo shot, six walks, though, and three Ks. He, he, he gets it done, and I said that when I broke him down last time. He pitches a ton of pitches, 118 pitches last time, 120 before. He has one fifth or 112 or more in five straight starts. He gets you deep in the games which you love, and facing a team like Miami, that could get you a CG. That can get you a CG shutout, and most importantly, that gets you a lot of strikeouts because the Miami Marlins strike out 28.3% of the time we're starting to pitching. That is insanity. That is a bad offense, as we know, and you're pitching in pitcher-friendly Miami. So Trevor Bauer is an elite play today. Miami's team total is just below three. Lefty's 270, righty's 278. They have a 275 Woba, 116 ISO. Give me all of the Trevor Bauer today. If he does not get it done in Miami, it was not meant to be tonight. This is one of the matchups that, like I said, you dream about. The perfect spot. Uh, if it's too good to be true, so be it. If you can't afford him, that's a different story. But if you're just fading him on principle, I think you're fading the wrong part. A 15-game slate ownership will be spread out quite a bit, either with the pitchers or with the bats, where you can differentiate yourself in so many ways that if Bauer somehow is chalky, I still think it is. In cash game, he's... I don't like to say a must in baseball because you need to get your bats you need. So he's as close as a must as you can get if you can afford him. Let's put it that way. He's a great, great play at $10,900. So that'll be your top guys. I got Bauer 1, I have Snell 2, and I have Cole 3. But remember, Snell and Cole, that ain't looking too pretty up there. And I like Luis Castillo at 10 ones, a little too steep for me in this matchup. There's other guys I'd rather go to on this slate. 15 games, like I said, I'm not trying to get too cute with pitching. Um, it, we've had so many rough days of trying to find good pitching. There's good options out here. I'll get cute at the cheaper levels. Up top, I'm going Bauer. And then if I'm dropping below 10K, I'm going Walker Buehler at 9900 bucks at my lowly San Francisco Giants. You saw what Kenta Maeda did last night. Thank God Longoria hit that three-run trip uh, uh, double late in the game to get the Giants a 3-2 W, beat LA. Thank you very much. Sorry for you Dodger fans out there, but it's all I have to live for this season. Um, Walker Buehler, 9900 bucks. At the Giants, Bueller's had a really rough year. I was on the fade training against the Cubs last time out. I was all about that life. But it is San Francisco. And they are just a dreadful, dreadful offense. It's the first time Bueller's facing them this year, but he's dominated them in the past. I don't even have to look up the numbers because I've witnessed it. But um, the Giants strike out 23% of the time versus righties. Bueller's still, even though he's given up a lot of runs, still at 26.5% K rate, 48% ground ball rate. just that hard contact rate's come up a lot this year. It's up to 37%, and that's something that he has to kind of navigate through and get through. But hard contact in AT&T Park late at night isn't as big of a deal. So that's a big thing to look at. And the Giants have a 3.1 team total. Second lowest on the slate. Lefties 285, righties 255. Giants at 269. Woba first righties. Walker Buehler is a really, really good play. Maybe people are still scared off of him based on his recent performances, and that's fine with me. Uh, if he can't beat the Giants, that's fine. It's not as much of a lock spot as Trevor Bauer is, of course, but really, really great spot there for Walker Bueller. And um, he should, should on paper, excel in this matchup against the Giants. So those two guys, like if when we get to the bats and if we can figure out some value plays, if you can do a cash lineup with Bueller and Cole, I think you are ahead of the world. Just might be a little difficult with price. We'll see how that goes. Dropping down farther, Zach Greinke at 97 at home against the Yankees. This is a good... Pivot play, contrarian play. Greinke's been outstanding this year. 
Uh, at home, he's averaging almost 24 DraftKings points to start. 3.29 ERA with a .95 WHIP uh, on the season. A 3.72 ERA is coming off 32 point performance at Pittsburgh. He has 22 or more DraftKings points in five straight starts. He's been very, very good overall. And the Yankees they did heat up in San Francisco. Gary Sanchez came back, and I think there's still a ball flying uh, towards the Coke sign in left center field off of Gary's bat. He just absolutely tattooed one. I think it hit the moon, and it's coming down. So keep an eye on that if you're in the area. But um, Zach Greinke against the Yanks. Yanks strike out 22% of the time versus righties. Greinke, 24% K rate, 45% ground ball rate, but a lot of hard contact. 41% hard contact rate, something to keep an eye on. But the Yankees do have a team total just below four. So they're on the lower two, four, six, seventh lowest on the slate. Lefties, 294. Righties, only 311 versus Greinke. So it's kind of a who prevails. Greinke's been outstanding against even good competition this year. But the Yankees, you know, a 339 will win a 200 ISO. 200 ISO is just insanity. That's a lot of power, a lot of power, especially with as bad as they've been this year. They still are hitting the baseball well. But Granke at 97 at home, I think, would be a very, very good GPP play. Risky as hell. But, man, if he can put up 20 to 25 points against the Yanks at extremely low ownership, tremendous, tremendous. Um, and then dropping down one more, you got Cole Hamels on the docket tonight. At 9200 bucks at the Seattle Mariners. Uh, the Mariners, not a team to take lightly by any means. But Hamill's been outstanding. You know, he got hit around a little bit by, by the Dodgers his last time out. Kind of expected. Uh, but then 34 points at Miami. 29-6 against the Angels. 20 against Milwaukee. He's been very good. It's basically 15 or more in four straight starts. He's at Seattle. Nice pitcher-friendly ballpark there in Safeco. Uh, Seattle strikes out almost 25% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Big plus there for Cole and his 23.5% K rate, 47% ground ball rate, similar to Granky. Lots of hard contact. That's kind of a bugaboo. In Seattle, team total of four just above the Yankees. Lefties 304, righties 342. And the, the Mariners, you know, 385 Woba and a 260 ISO. That's even crazy. Like that 260 ISO. Woo! But uh, that's what's risky about Cole Hamels. But good ballpark to pitch in. He can get the job done there. And a GPP play at 92, I don't hate it at all. So ranking my 9K pitchers, it's Bueller 1, Hamels 2, Granky 3. But Granky, you know, if you're going GPP and you want to go full YOLO and you want to put it on the table and see what you got, I don't mind him at all against the Yankees. I think that's a really, really nice contrarian way to go about it. But Bueller's the play in this range. Dropping into the 8K range, you got Vinny V, Vinny Velasquez, $8,700 at home at the against the Detroit Tigers. So if you're... Looking for all the bats. And you need to save cash on pitching. You start with Vinny Velasquez. You drop down. You you don't play the 10K guys. You don't play Bueller and company. You drop down to Vinny V at 87. And he's got tremendous upside, but he's got a lot of hiccups. But he's averaging about 17 or more points in three straight. 20 or more in back-to-back. He won't go deep into games because, A, he gets walk issues. But he's still throwing 97 to 100 pitches. So that's good. But, you know, five, five and two-thirds, six, five. That's his four starts this year. Not going deep. But he hasn't given up more than two earned in any start this year. His last start out, he, he shut down the Mets for the, through five. But his, before that, any game that they scored runs, they hit home runs off him. That's what he does. He can he can throw fastballs right down the – you give him cock shots and let him go. But he also strikes out a lot of guys. Back-to-back starts with six or more Ks against New York and at Colorado. Pitched great in Coors Field. Now he's at home against the lowly Detroit Tigers. Vinny V is facing the Tigers. He strikes out over 25.5% of the time. To go with his 25.5% K rate, 38% ground ball rate. Lots to like there. And Detroit's team total we're waiting for because we don't have a total on that game. But lefties 324, righties 274 versus Vinny V. And Detroit a 293 Woba and a 142 ISO. So Vinny V at 87, really, really solid play 
in this 8K range. The other guy here that I think is very interesting and may go overlooked on this slate is Julio Tejeron at $8,000 at home against the San Diego Padres. We saw what Mike Soroka did last night. And the Padres, when we talked about him the other day, low WOBA, high ISO, which means they can hit with power, but otherwise not really productive versus right-handed pitching. And you got Tejeron, who's a hiccup. He is, you know, 17 points, 6, 23, 4 and a half, 18, 16. So he's very, very all over the place. But $8,000 against the San Diego Padres team, they'll strike out 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching. That's tremendous. Tejeron's got a 12% walk rate. Got to work on that. If he's walking, guys, we're screwed. But you got to take your chances there with the strikeout upside like that at $8,000. Lefties do it 345, righties 301. But like we talked about, a 287 Woba versus righties compared to a 174 ISO. So at $8,000, when there's not a ton of cheap options on this slate, Julio Tejeron does stand out quite a bit. So in the 8K range, I got Vinny V1, Tejeron 2. Doug is really bleak down here. Really, really bleak. A couple guys to look at. CC Sabathia, $7,100, coming off a rocky start his last time out against Anaheim. Was very good in his previous two starts. Uh, the D-backs are red hot, but they also strike out 23% of the time versus left-handed pitching. CC, 21% K rate, 44% ground ball rate. So kind of just taking a chance, you know, maybe give up a couple runs, give you five or six innings. Lefties, 280. Righties, 301. They do hit lefties very well with a 360 Woba and a 208 ISO. So it's risky, but that's what you get at 7100 bucks. So I'm looking at CC down below, and I'm looking at Sandy Alcantara at 6100 bucks at home against the Cleveland Indians. Super cheap price. He's not like lighting the world on fire. He had 8.5 points at Cleveland his last time out. Five innings, four hits, one earned, but he walked four and only struck out two, which is very, very surprising. So he pitched well. He just didn't you know, get the Ks we needed, basically. Prior to that, those 7Ks and 6Ks in his previous two starts against the Cubs and the Phillies. Um, and then earlier this year against Colorado, he dominated for 32 points. So the upside's there with Alcantara. It's just the consistency's not. He needs to not be walking, guys. And you need to get those strikeouts against the Cleveland team that will strike out for you. That's the surprising thing. They strike out 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. He does have that 13% K rate we talked, or walk rate we talked about, but a 49% ground ball rate. So there's a lot to like there with Alcantara. Hopefully people are kind of turned off by his last start. You got the Indians with a team total just above four, which, you know, is like 10th best on a 30-team on slate. 15 games, 30 teams. So that's pretty damn good for a $6,100 pitcher. Lefty's 285, righty's 316 versus Alcantara. And the Indians a 279 Woba and a 134 ISO. So Alcantara, very, very much in play. The team total, the overall total in that game is uh, 7. And a lot of that's due to Bauer. Don't don't get that twisted. But Alcantara at 61, very much on my radar as a punt play to, to mix up top. Even if you want to mix with Bauer and you have 14 games to choose back from, knock yourself out. It's just not as ideal, but it's there. And he's cash viable, possibly. All right, recapping your pitching. Up top, I got Bauer. And then Snell and Cole probably not play unless something changes, but I'd have it Bauer, Snell, Cole in that order. In the middle, I got Bueller, Hamels, Granky. I think Granky is a very intriguing GPP play. Uh, in the in the 8K range, you got Velasquez and Tehran. And then down below, you got Sandy, Alcantara, and then CC Sabathia. Before we get to the bats on this slate, I need to talk to you about the quantedge.com. Great, great DFS site. We're doing some baseball, we're kicking it up in high gear. Uh, I do the batter breakdown five to seven times a week. Great content there from all the guys over there at thequantedge.com. Great member Discord chat and a lot of great tools. The uh, advanced stat tool is free to the public, and they're adding more and more features to it as it, as it grows. So keep an eye on that and use that and enjoy that. They got the uh, lineup optimizer, weather tool, umpire tool, 
and so many other things coming down the pipeline. So really, really good stuff there, and it's going to keep growing as we develop it. And they're very user-friendly, as you, as guys in the member Discord know. If there's things you're looking for or things you want, they develop them for you. They add them to current models or develop new models to get you what you want because this is all about the members that throw their hard-earned cash at thequantedge.com. And if you want to get a discount over there, if you want the MLB season pass, which will be well worth it by season's end, it's $124.99 with promo code Bubba. If you want to just try the All Sports, because they got the NBA playoffs live and kicking as well, you can try All Sports for your first month for $19.99 or a five-day trial for $5.99, also with promo code Bubba. So go check out thequantedge.com. Use promo code Bubba to get the package you're looking for. Also, if you give a rating and review on iTunes, I'd much, much appreciate it. Really help the podcast move up the rankings as the more ratings and reviews you get, the more people get to find it and see it and enjoy it and hopefully get the knowledge and help you guys get that continue to come back and help this podcast grow, which I am ever so thankful for. So thank you for listening and a little rating review would be much appreciated. All right, the bats on this 15 gamer catcher's position. Gary Sanchez, $5,000 with Granky. I don't think I can go there, but he's absolutely destroying baseball. So if you want to be super contrarian, that's your play. But for me... We're sliding on down. You know, you could go Wilson Contreras at 46. Don't hate that against King Felix, but you got to save some cash tonight. So you're going to you're gonna dip down, dip down. Maybe a Robinson Chirinos at 4K if that game plays. But you're going to keep dipping down. You're going to get to the 3K range. James McCann versus Kashner. We like McCann versus lefties, but Kashner sucks. I'm just going to say it. That's simple. That's my analysis on that one. He sucks. So James McCann at 39, definitely in play for you there. Yadi Molina at 39 as well. Very intriguing versus Animal Sanchez in that matchup. If you want to go down even farther, though, it gets even better. As you got the likes, maybe a Mike Zunino at 37 and a GPP only. But Beef Wellington's at 36, similar to the James McCann call earlier. You could go that direction. 15-game slates are going to have lots of options and a lot of positions. So if I don't hit something, that's why we have the member Discord. Or come to Fantasy Degens, at Fantasy Degens on Twitter, FantasyDegens.com. We have a free Slack chat come in there, and I help guys out all day in there as well. So come join the party. But uh, continuing down the catcher's position, you know, Kevin Smith um, at 3400 for the Angels versus Clay Buckholtz. A nice cheaper option to take a look at there. Uh, Johnny Lucroy is there as well. But Francisco Cervelli at only 3300 bucks in Texas against Sampson. The Texas game is going to be a heavily targeted one. The total in that game is 10.5. You have a Texas team with a 5.3 total, a Pittsburgh team with a 5.2. That's the number one and number three totals on the slate. For Pittsburgh, lefties hit 329, righties 418 versus Adrian Sampson. So this is a very, very nice value player for Francisco Cervelli in this matchup. Usually hit in the middle of that Pirates order. Don't mind that at all at 3,300. A couple others if you want to go down and, again, check lineups as they come out because you'll get some interesting uh, days off or this, that, and the other at the catcher's position. But um, usually you get... Uh, our boy Perez, Michael Perez from Tampa Bay, if that game plays, he's a nice cheapie in that matchup for Junis. And then I'm looking for him, and I'm looking. Jeff Mathis, if he plays at $2,800 versus uh, Jordan Lyles, I like that quite a bit. I've punted with Mathis a lot lately. He's usually $2,500 and below, and it opens up your lineup, and he's been actually swinging a half-decent bat from time to time. So when he produces, it really stands out for you. So look at like a Jeff Mathis or a Martin Maldonado is another punt. Maldonado versus Snell, not as ideal. I like Jeff Mathis. If I'm going down there and I'm punting. First base position. Uh, Belly's always worth a look. It is the lefty Pomerantz. Just keep that in mind. But he's worth a look. Luke Voigt's on fire. But we're going down to the likes of, say, a Jose Abreu at 52 versus Kashner. Still pricey price tag there. But he's in play for you. Um, Dan Vogelbach, not so much tonight. But uh, Daniel Murphy, 4800 bucks versus Chassin. 
Lefties versus Chassin. We know how that bag goes. Daniel Murphy, six more points last night. He had 14 or more in three straight. He's been playing really well since his return from the IL. So keep an eye on Daniel Murphy at 48. Uh, Christian Walker at 48 versus CeCe is very, very intriguing. But, you know, you go back to Pittsburgh, Josh Bell against Samson at 4800 bucks. Some may say that's a little pricey for Josh Bell. That, that's a really, really sneaky play. Ten more points his last game out. 10-0 and 14, 0-21, 0-14, 18. So 14 or more in two or six of his last eight games. Really swinging it well for Josh Bell at 4800 bucks. Don't mind that at all. Yandy Diaz swinging it well, too. He's 47. That price tag continues to rise, but don't hate it. Uh, Anthony Rizzo in Seattle against King Felix at 46. Rizzo's been heating up. Been talking about him a lot lately, either here or in the batter breakdown. So I don't mind me some Rizzo. The Cubs have a 4.5 team total. Lefties, 363. Righties, 339 versus Keaton Felix. For people that just look at t- team totals, they're 2, 4, 6. They're like ninth down the list, and you probably get Philadelphia up here when theirs comes out. So they'll be ninth or 10th on the list. Some people might overlook that on a 15-game slate. Cubs are very lively against Kings Felix tonight, so don't sleep on them. Uh, Matt Adams versus Adam Wainwright at 45 is very, very solid. Adams should continue to get the starts. While uh, Zimmerman's banged up, uh, Nationals 4.55 team total. Lefties 3.43 off Wayno. Righties 2.75. I still trust some of the righties in that Cardinals lineup, especially if you're stacking. But Matty Adams at 45, very nice look there versus Wainwright. Don't hate that at all. Farther down you look, uh, you got like Danny Santana first base, second base for Texas versus uh, Jordan Lyles at 45. Could be in play for you there. Um, Ryan McMahon at 43 versus Chassin first base, second base eligible. Something to look at there. Justin Smoke as Griffin Canning makes his MLB debut for the Angels. Very good young arm. I don't know a ton about him. We talked about him on bench with Bubba 166 last night with Sammy Reed. We're going to kind of see what he has. All the scouts love him. Think he's got great stuff. I guess we'll see how it goes. He has Toronto in his first matchup. And uh, we'll look to attack there um, against Griffin Canning. But Smoke could be a very interesting play. Which was in Toronto in that ballpark. But not bad either. 4300 bucks in L.A. Looking at some guys in the lower fours, moving into the uh, 3K. We have Eric Hosmer, who's actually really, he's launching the ball. He's not grounding out every time. He's averaging 10 points in his last 10. He's got 3, 28, 9, 17, 0, 9, 7, 22. But nine or more in three of his last four. Two homers in two of his last four. So starting to hit the ball, 4,100 versus Tejeron. You know you can attack lefties with Tejeron. Lefties, 345. Righties, 301. San Diego, 4.2 team total. So Hosmer at 41 could be a very interesting play in that lively Atlanta ballpark. A few more to look at. Ryan Healy at first base, third base eligible at 41 versus Cole Hamels. Um, we know how we can attack the lefties with Ryan Healy. It's weird. If you look at his overall numbers, he's, he's almost more righty than lefty, but good. But he's had some seasons where he crushes lefties. And Hamels, 304 lefties, 342 righties. So a guy like Ryan Healy will go super overlooked on this slate. Uh, I think the Mariners will overlooked on the slate. I like Cole Hamels. I respect the shit out of Cole Hamels. But if you want to get like, a GPP contrarian or like small stack, one-off type stuff, the Angels could be in play against Cole. You never know. I'm not running to do that. I think there's other ways to go on this slate. I guess like getting really, really cute. But sometimes really, really cute wins you stuff. So if you're if you're good with the risk, that that, that Mariners offense is, is just on fire. And a guy like Ryan Healy at 41 could be a very, very interesting play for you there. Dropping him down farther like Yonder Alonso. He went deep yesterday. He's 4K versus Cashner, so nice cheaper option. Nico Goodrum is hitting the ball as hard as almost anybody in baseball right now. And you got Vinny V, who I love, but I already mentioned to you, he pretty much gives up a home run anytime he gives up runs. Gives up a lot of hard contact at times. So if you're not using Vinny V, a guy like Nico Goodrum, first base outfield, only 4K, 
does have some, some tr- extreme dong upside or extra base upside, get you double-digit points type upside uh, with Nico Goodrum. Dropping down below the 4K range, like um, CJ Cron, if that game plays, GPP only, but not in love with it. Rowdy Telez at 38 is interesting. But I don't really know what to expect from Griffin King. I'll be totally honest with you there. I looked at his numbers. I looked at his stuff. His stuff's pretty electric, but... Like, wasn't lights out numbers-wise? It's really weird looking at Griffin County and comparing his numbers to his scouting reports. So I kind of want to see what he's got. 15-game slate, don't have to force anything there. Uh, a couple others to talk about. I'm just going to look for one name. I'm going to see where he's at. But that game's probably getting rained out. But Nate Lovers, Junis at 31, would be my punt at the position. If the game doesn't get rained out, hit a freaking 113-mile-per-hour double yesterday. The dude is good. Going to be very, very good. Also talked about him on bench with Bubble last night, so go check that out. Second base, you got Cattell Marte switching it versus CeCe at 48. Don't hate that at all. Got Ozzy Albies at 47 versus Paddock. Very interesting. Brandon Lau at 47 versus Junis. It rained permitting. Uh, Johnny VR, though, at 46. Very solid play versus Nova. VR, second base, shortstop eligible. Baltimore's team total of 4.1. Lefty's 359. Righty's 320 versus Nova. So VR at 46. Very, very intriguing in that matchup. Michael Chavis, though, second base, third base, 4500 bucks, 12 more points last night, 12, 17, 4, 16, 19, 17. The boy can rake. Been saying it since he got called up. Hope you've been paying attention because he is raking. Boston's second highest team total, just below Texas at 5.2. Lefties, 327. Righties, 333 versus Aaron Brooks. So, Michael Chavis, 4500 bucks, get it in yet again. Going down farther, though, Danny Santana at 45 and basically Coors Field South in Texas tonight. That's one to go take a look at. Mike Moustakis, I like this play quite a bit in a GPP because it would be super contrarian. Second base, third base, 4300 bucks against Herman Marquez. It's risky because Herman Marquez is really good, but Moustakis, ever since he fractured the tip of his finger, has been playing great. 5, 19, 15, and 14. Uh, he's been playing really, really well after missing a handful of games. Marquez is no joke, but... Uh, Super low owned, home run upside of Moustakis, 43. Don't hate it at all. Uh, farther down, maybe David Bote at 4200 bucks. If he cracks the Chicago lineup and you're looking to stack. Adam Frazier, he's leading off for Pittsburgh at 42. Definitely in play in that matchup for Sampson. Nice value to be had right there. Uh, Tommy Lestella in a GPP. Eric Sogard, 4100 bucks. I keep using him. He keeps hitting the ball. Like, it's like a 12-game hitting streak now. Uh, second base shortstop versus Canning can be very interesting. Rooting at Odor at 4K always has that home run upside we talked about. Also has a ton of strikeout upside. But since his return from the DL, 0, 26, and 5. That's what you expect from Rooting Odor, all or nothing. So in a GPP at 4K, he's definitely on the, the radar for you. Uh, Kiki Hernandez versus the lefty Pomeranz at 4K is not bad either. He's kind of slowed down a bit, but still has a tremendous upside, so don't go sleeping on him. Jose Rondon at 37 for some savings versus Kashner. If you're looking to save some cash, Jason Kipnis as well at 36 versus Alcantara. If Greg Garcia plays for San Diego at 36 versus Tehran, a couple different guys you can save some cash on down here. And then um, Luis Rengifo at 3600 bucks for the Anaheim Angels. I like this kid a lot. Lots of speed, decent hit tool. Hasn't really got to go on a ton just yet, but just wait. It's coming 0, 2, 12, and 5 in his four games. But 3600 bucks versus Clay Buckholtz. Does give some nice savings at the position if you're inclined for that. And then like Yomer Sanchez at 34 versus Kashner. Some more savings there. And then Jose Peraza at 33. Peraza's going to keep heating up, guys. He's really, really good. He's too good 
to be struggling like this. 15-3-7-17 in his last four. So seven or more in three of his last four. He's 3300 bucks going up against Jason Vargas. So there's some nice savings to be had at the second base position. You can definitely do some work there. And a handful of guys have multi-position eligibility, I just mentioned there. So you can differentiate, you can make some things happen, and you can get it in. Let's go over to the third base position as we are going long here, as usual, on a 15-game slate. Got Arenado at 52 in play, but Yohan Moncada against Cashner at 51 is an electric factory. White Sox totals 4.9, fourth highest on the slate. Lefties 354, righties 372 versus Andrew Cashner. So definitely uh, the White Sox in play. And, you know, in reality, when you have Pittsburgh, Boston, and Texas surrounding them, are right ahead of them. The White Sox might get overlooked, but it's Andrew Cashner, so I don't know how overlooked you'll get. But people are going to want to go to Texas like it's Coors environment. And then you got Boston, who just came off a monster game. If they're heating up, everyone flocks to Boston. That's just how it goes and in this world of MLB DFS. But Mancata, smash spot at 51. Chapman, GPP versus Parcello. Yandy Diaz against Junis. If it plays, both okay. Uh, if you're not a CC believer, which I totally understand, Eduardo Escobar continues to crush it. He's 4700 bucks. Switch hitter. Don't mind that at all. You got Bregman in the rain game in Minnesota. Uh, Chavis mentioned him at 45. Great play at second base or third base. But as you go on down farther, though, you got like Chris Bryant slowly getting it going. I mentioned the Cubs could get overlooked against King Felix. Bryant, 20 points his last time out, 27 and 18 in his last three. He really, really loved that Arizona series, seven or more points in every game. Maybe that's what's going to take to wake him up because the dude is a great hitter, just can't get it going, and King Felix might help him keep it going. At 4,400. If you're not punting with Alcantara, you got Jose Ramirez at 43. Again, Mustakas at 43 and GPPs is very appealing. Uh, if you're stacking Boston, you can do a back and kind of back end stack, and Rafael Devers would be a part of that. 19 points last time. He went two for four, double, two runs scored, and a walk and a stolen base. He has 12 or more, uh, 12 or more points in three, or 11 or more points in three of his last five, five or more in all five of those. So Devers at 41. Starting to maybe get it going here, get a little bit of savings and a piece of Boston at the same time. Eugenio Suarez, a guy we love targeting versus left-handed pitching. He's 41 versus Jason Vargas. I Personally, I'd probably either go to Rafael Devers or Matt Carpenter at 41 versus Hannibal Sanchez because Suarez just isn't consistently doing it. At the same time, saying that out loud lets you know you could probably get um, Suarez lower-owned in that range. But again, ownership is very, very spread out on slates like this uh, for the most part. So keep that in mind. And again, we have those kind of tools at thequantedge.com. Promo code Bubba. Uh, sliding on down even farther, though, you got Machado at 4K. Jeff McNeil leading off at 4K versus Castillo is not the worst GPP type play if you're looking to save some cash. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to LA. $3,900 bucks for his canning. I like that price tag on Vladdy because once he starts hitting, you ain't getting him below 4K much anymore. So keep that in mind. Good look there. Uh, Jung Ho Kang at 38 has been sucking, but in that matchup, that's value, so keep in mind on him. Heimer Condelario at 36 versus Velasquez. If you're fading Vinny V, you're thinking the blow-up's coming. Not bad. Justin Turner at 36, still so cheap. He's struggling tremendously with five more points last night. In cash, I don't mind him at 36 because he's going to get you some points. He's not going to get you the, the goose eggs, and he's got upside. So you, you look at guys like Justin Turner in cash. Uh, Travis Shaw, if you are looking to fade Marquez, and I think it's an interesting spot to fade him at 3,400. Again, he's great on the road. But, but Miller Park plays a lot like Coors. It's very, very lively. By no means am I saying attack, attack, attack. But a contrarian angle is playing some Shaws and and and, uh, and Moustakas and stuff like that against Marquez. Who, you know, Milwaukee does have a 4.3 team total. Lefty's 307. 
righty's 261. So it's just the mindset you have to have if you want to win the big boys. It doesn't always mean that. Like Boston and, and Pittsburgh and Texas could win the whole damn slate. That's very possible. But you look at like nights like last night, Boston was in a really good spot. Montas, a very well-respected pitcher, but they went off on him. They were low-owned, and they cleaned up like Boston won it all. So you got to have that mindset to win, lose, or draw set up. And Milwaukee could be that one because they're an elite offense going up against an elite pitcher. Something's got to give. Um, so I'm not saying it's a must. If you're only playing a couple lineups, probably not. But if you're multi-entering, don't forget some Milwaukee action there because it be, could be very, very interesting to your builds. And you get some savings. Uh, shortstop, yeah, Javi Baez at 56. Great spot there versus King Felix. Tim Anderson versus Cashner. Timmy went deep again last night. He's 5400 bucks and in play. Trevor Story, 53. Don't, not bad versus Justine. I'd probably go up to, to Anderson or Baez if I could. Or I'd drop down $400 or more dollars to Elvis Anders at 49 versus uh, Lyles. Very good spot there. I do like me some Paul DeYoung at 48. We know DeYoung likes his righties better than his lefties. Um, St. Louis team total 4-4-5. Animal just has not been good this year. So go ahead and uh, give him a look at 48. Sliding on down farther, though, like, you know, Correa's probably getting rained out, so that sucks. But Eduardo Escobar at 47 is interesting. VR at 46. Lots of guys up here. Frank, uh, Frankie Lindor at 46 if you're not liking Alcantara. Good price tag on uh, Frenchie. Uh, you could, like, I like Alcantara as a punt at 6,100 bucks, but, you know, when you play punts at 6,100 bucks, there's very good chances that they get hit as well. So you get to Cleveland pretty cheap. I think there's better, there's better matchups and better ballparks as well, so keep that in mind. Farther down you go, like Anzander, Bogarts at 44 is in play for you there. Andleton Simmons at 42, nice cheaper option against Buckholtz. Uh, Tim Beckham against the lefty Hamels. We'd love Timmy versus lefties. I broke down his numbers for the batter breakdown last time he faced lefties, and it's just stupid. His Woba, his ISO, his hard contact rate, everything about Andleton Simmons versus lefties this season, or um, Tim Beckham versus lefties this season, stupid. Stupid, stupid. Eric Sogard, 41, another play for you. Drop him below the 4K range. Cole Tucker, 3900 bucks for Samson in that great, great matchup there. Someone to keep in mind. And then a few other punts. You could look at like a Gordon Beckham at 36 for Flash, but he's actually hitting the ball decently, so he's somewhat worth the look for you in that position. And then, you know, you know that's probably about it. But uh, keep your eyes like Jose Peraza is the world. Multi-position at 33. Stuff like that. Heading to the outfield and wrapping her up. You got Belly at all times. You got Trout at 57. It's Buckholtz. That's a great, great play. Uh, Blackman at 52. Very solid versus Chassin. Sliding on down, though. You got Marcelo Zuna versus Animal Sanchez at 51. Very, very good play. I can see that one being a little overlooked. Uh, Juan Soto versus Wayno at 51 is outstanding in that matchup. Soto could have a big, big night versus Wayno. You got Mookie Betts at 5K versus Brooks. We were saying it not too long ago that J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts would not be as cheap as they were. Well, Bex is back to 5. Martinez is back to 49. Probably still too cheap. They're going to be up in the 55s and above before you know it. So enjoy it while you can in a great matchup versus Aaron Brooks. They are definitely in play. Uh, sliding on down to like Domingo Santana is intriguing at 49. I think Joey Gallo at 49 against Jordan Lyles in that ballpark. Yahtzee. That's the best way I say it. It's Yahtzee. That's a GPP play. 101 Joey Gallo at 4900 bucks. GPP only with Joey. I can't recommend him in cash because he literally could get... You want at least a floor in cash. And Joey Joey lives in the basement sometimes in cash. Like, there's no, like, base-level floor. So, keep that in mind with Gallo. But great GPP play. Sliding on down farther, though. You got Michael Brantley, if that game plays, is very intriguing. Cattell Marte. Since you chew only 48 versus Lyles, definitely worth the look. 
I uh, like Tommy Pham if that game plays, but probably not happening. Uh, going down farther, Ben Intendi only 46 for Brooks. Nice way to get a cheaper piece of that puzzle as usual. Ronald Acuna Jr. down to 4,600 versus Chris Paddock. Uh, he's been struggling, only hitting 211 over his last 10. No, no hide in that one, but and Paddock's very, very good. But Acuna at 46, GPP relevant for sure. Uh, Victor Robles, 46, definitely in play for you. You got Hunter Pence swinging a really good bat at 46, and so is Noah Mazzara. So both great plays there versus Jordan Lyles at $4,600. A few more to take a look as we're dragging her on through this one. As we know, 15 gamers will be longer podcasts, unfortunately. Um, you got like Romel Tapia, if he's in the lineup, it's okay at 45. Gregory Polanco's not playing every day, but if he plays tonight at 45 or Sampson, very nice play in that matchup. Uh, Max Kepler, GPP only if that game plays at 44, but he is GPP relevant. Castellanos been heating up a little bit. He's 43 versus uh, Velasquez. If you're not believing in Velasquez, Castellanos a very nice look for you as well. Cole Calhoun only 4300 bucks for Clay Buckle. So I like that quite a bit for savings or even an Angel stack. 4.5 team total. Buckle's showing some reverse splits. Lefty's 277, righty's 347. But I don't mind. Um, I don't mind Calhoun on that one at all. Jesse Winker, I've been mentioning him a lot. Lefties do hit Vargas just fine. Winker went deep again yesterday off of Edwin Diaz to, to give the, the Reds the lead in the ninth. Uh, 4200 bucks, Very good play there for Jesse Winker as he continues to heat up. Brian Goodwin at 42 versus Buckholz. Nice cheaper option for you as well. When you drop down, Jose Martinez crushes right-handed pitching. 4100 bucks versus Animal Sanchez. Uh, very good look there for some value in that matchup. Melky Cabrera has been hitting towards the top of the Pittsburgh lineup. 4100 bucks. Nice savings there to keep in mind if you're building around Pittsburgh and Texas. Again, Nico Goodrum, 4K in that matchup. Kiki Hernandez, 4K versus Pomeranz. A few more to go to when you get below 4K here. Let's see what we got. Dexter Fowler starting to swing it decently, actually. He's 3,900 versus Annabelle. He could be in play for you for sure. Um, Brandon Nemo at 38 versus Luis Castillo, GPP only, but someone to keep an eye on. Uh, Yohan Camargo, if he cracks the lineup at 37 for saving. Same with Framil Reyes at 37 versus Teheran. Always GPP relevant. Harrison Bader went deep last night. He's 37 versus Sanchez. Someone to keep an eye on if you're looking in that matchup. And other than that, there's going to be a lot of kind of punts down here. Belt, 3,600 versus Bueller. Not the worst punt in the world. But there'll be a few other ones down here when lineups come out. Um, we always got our boy Wilkerson as a punt for Baltimore. Didn't play last night, unfortunately, but in play. So recapping your pitching up top, it's all about Trevor Bauer. If Snell and Cole play, it goes Bauer, Snell, Cole. But keep an eye on that. It's all about the Trevor Bauer show. In the middle, I got Walker Buehler, one. Cole Hamels, two. Granke, three. Granke, very intriguing, though, versus the New York Yankees. Uh, in the 8K range, you got Vinny V, one. Julio Tejer on two. And then your punts. You got Sandy Alcantara at 6100 bucks, And then CC Sabathia. When stacking it up tonight, it's Texas, it's Pittsburgh, it's Coors South. It's a great spot there for both teams. Lots of attacking to do in that one. The Pittsburgh size is almost more appealing to me against Adrian Sampson because I do respect Jordan Lyles. But in that ballpark, there's a lot to go around there. So both in play. Boston against Aaron Brooks is another smash spot as well. But then you got the White Sox versus Andrew Kashner. Very, very sneaky. Lefty's 354, righty's 372. Don't hate that at all. Uh, the Nats, especially the lefties versus Wainwright, in play for you. Uh, the Angels versus Cletus could be very interesting. And the Cubs versus King Felix, I think, could be well overlooked. Lefty's 363, righty's 339. Felix coming off that great day game in San Diego. I was all over that on the day slate. Pitched phenomenal. The Cubs are not the San Diego Padres. That's the easiest way I can say it to you. Not the same team. 
Uh, Milwaukee's interesting versus Herman Marquez, GPP only. The Rockies, lefties especially versus Chassin are in play. Uh, so on and so forth. Lots and lots you can attack. The Reds, only a 4.15 team total, so they could get overlooked. They had a good game last night. You get Jason Vargas, lefties 353, righties 338, so the Reds can be some savings. Nice little game stack for you there. Don't mind them at all. Uh, Baltimore versus Ivan Nova, also in play. And then Seattle versus Cole Hamels, lefties 304, righties 342. Someone to keep in mind in that one as well. So lots of ways to go on a 15-game slate. Again, at Fantasy DGens on Twitter, join the Slack chat for free or come be a member at the Quantize. The member Discord is crazy good. You have all the experts in there helping you out all day long. All right, BVP, and then we wrap her up. Matt Weider, 6 for 15, double two homers off Anibal Sanchez. Gene Segura, 6 for 14, double two homers off Tyson Ross. Harper's 4 for 13 with a dong. Um... Eugenio Suarez, 4 for 7, 2 doubles off Jason Fargus. Don't mind that. Bogarts, 3 for 4, 3 doubles off of Brooks. Da, 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 da. Not much, not much, not much. Um, Orlando Garcia and Lorenzo Cano, both 4 for 8 with a home run off Marquez. Christian Yelks taking him deep as well. You got Daniel Murphy, 8 for 22, a double and 2 homers off Chassin. Arenado and Trevor Story have taken Chassin deep as well. Desmond, 8 for 26 with a double and a triple. That's hitting over 300. Carlos Correa, 9 for 16, 3 doubles and 3 homers off Pineda. George Springer, 8 for 19, 2 doubles and 2 homers. Damn, Altuve, 6 for 19 with a double. They love some Pineda hitting 311 with a 382 woman and a 236 ISO. Game might not play those. Keep an eye on that one. Maybe save that one for tomorrow. Elvis Andrews, 6 for 16 with a double off of Lyles. Hunter Pence, a double and a home run off of Lyles. Jose Abreu, 6 for 11, 2 doubles off Kashner. Nicky Delmonico's taking him deep. Yonder Alonso, 4 for 13, two doubles. Wellington Castillo, 6 for 17 with a double. Renato Nunez, Joey Ricard, Dwight Smith Jr., and uh, Jonathan Villar have all taken Ivan Nova deep. Chris Davis, here's your BVP. Here could be a punt at first base for you. He had a couple hits last night, too. He's 12 for 38 in his career versus Chris Davis, or versus uh, Ivan Nova. That's a 316 average for Chris frickin' Davis. Two doubles and five home runs. I'm not saying BVP is the way, the truth, and the life, but that's, that stands out for a guy like Chris Davis quite a bit to me, and not the worst sample size either. Adam Jones, 26 for 90 against CC. It's a 289 average, four doubles, a triple, and five home runs. So we've seen him quite a bit, and he's been hitting him really well this year. So keep an eye on uh, Adam Jones tonight. DJ LeMahieu, 17 for 58, five doubles versus Zach Granke. LeMahieu's banged up, likely not in the lineup tonight. Uh, Mike Trout, 8 for 19, double two homers off Buckholtz. Albert Poole, 7 for 21, two doubles, two homers. Uh, Mitch Hanniger, 4 for 8, the double and two homers off Cole Hamels. Ryan Healy, 5 for 11, three doubles. A couple guys to look at there. And that wraps it up, folks. 15 game slates, lots of ways to go. We did it in under 45 minutes. I'm pretty pumped on this. Go to thequantedge.com, promo code Bubba for your season package, your first month, your first five days, whichever you prefer, different levels. Go check it out. Check us out at FantasySportsDGens.com. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. And the, the website is at FantasyDGens. We can help you out over there. Uh, Francisco's got your UEFA Champions League semifinal action and your Europa Cup semifinal action picks over there. We got the uh, Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast with myself and Jesse. Previewing the Wells Fargo dropped last night. So that's there for you. We'll have the OAD picks, the DFS picks, the betting picks for golf this week for the Wells Fargo. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, lots of great stuff there, and more and more content coming down the pipeline. Bench with Bubba, episode 166 with my boy Sammy Reed last night. Great stuff, talking week five fab, 
some injuries of late and some Game of Thrones as well. So great stuff there. So go check it all out. Again, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. You can find it all there. Or you can find it all at FantasyDGens.com. But good luck on this 15-gamer. It's going to be a doozy. This was MLB DFS Pickets, your Tuesday, April 30th edition. I'm out. Yeah.